everybody, it's James Lindsay. You're listening to New Discourses Bullets, where I give you a short bullet point type summary of a single topic within woke Marxism that you need to be aware of so that we can fight and destroy it. And I need to talk, I've been talking about strategic operational kind of things recently on, on the Bullets series, and we need to talk about some more. I want to talk about a approach um, that is typical within all of woke Marxism and all of woke activism and all of Marxist activism, frankly, more generally, uh, it's a strategic point. It's explicitly written about in, uh, kind of leftist activist manuals, especially where we gear more toward the, uh, the militant with Antifa, uh, or Antifa, however we're supposed to say that it doesn't exist. So it doesn't matter how we pronounce it. It's not real, but this is the concept of mid-level violence or provocation. Uh, It's it's extremely important to understand that virtually everything in their activism, everything in woke activism, whether it's the very militant Antifa kind, whether it's the very uh, kind of institutional uh, policy kind in schools or whatever, whether it's um, the kind of stuff that you deal with from a from a woke person day to day is designed to be a mid level violence or a provocation, and a drag queen story hour actually sells itself explicitly in its own words as a provocation. It is a form of mid level violence, and the way that mid level violence works needs to be understood, and how to respond to mid level violence also needs to be understood if you're going to be able to deal with this correctly, um, because the a principle in woke activism as documented in their activist manual called Beautiful Trouble is your real action is your target's reaction. So what they're saying is that the real activism they achieve isn't what they're actually doing. It's how they get people to react to it. So mid-level violence or provocation is this, it, it, it's a it's an unconventional warfare tactic. You'll probably perceive it as being passive aggressive or something of that kind. A kind of quintessential sense of it is I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you with the finger right in the face, but certainly not actually touching. So this is a provocation. I'm doing a mid-level violence to you. If I'm not touching you, I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you because in fact, I am not touching you. I have not made physical contact, but I am doing something annoying. I am certainly invading your space and your sense of person. I'm not necessarily threatening you, but there's a veiled threat within it. And you are put in a bind. You are put in a dilemma. And on the two horns of this dilemma that you get to pick between are don't react or overreact if I've done my mid-level violence provocation correctly. So if, for example, I show up and start doing a semi-violent demonstration that's not really a protest, I don't know, like blocking traffic, being in the road, being in the way, it's not exactly a peaceful protest, but I'm not really doing any violence. I'm not popping off fireworks or burning a building down or rioting. I'm just in the way. I'm doing something technically probably illegal, but just barely. You have to respond to this one way or another. And so if you just merely accept that I'm doing it, then you've caved in and you've demoralized yourself and you allowed this to pass 
you knew you shouldn't have allowed it to pass, and you reduce yourself. You lose some of yourself, your ability to tell right from wrong, your ability to see yourself as a decent person, your ability to do right action, and a very strategically crafted mid-level violence provocation will be crafted such that it's just below the threshold where it's clear you must do something. Now, on the other hand, you might react, but a well-crafted mid-level violence provocation will proceed so that if you react, it will be by definition, or at least in perception once framed and sold, an overreaction. So I'm not touching you, I'm not touching you, I'm not touching you, I'm not touching you. You can just leave the finger there and just be annoyed and get madder and madder and hate yourself more and more, or you can slap the hand away. The second you slap the hand away, I guarantee you, somebody that's a woke activist because they are trained and know what they're doing will capture that reaction, which might have been completely appropriate with full context. They will capture that, present it out of context, and frame it in a way that you look like you were the bad guy. The provocation will be made to look as minor and irrelevant as possible, and the filming will, and the distribution and the narrative and the framing will all make it look like you were a psychopath who overreacted. So you can imagine the people blocking traffic, and you can imagine somebody inching forward with their car and bumping somebody who won't get out of the way so they can get through. And what will happen with the film is, and the framing is that you have run over this person, you assaulted them with your car, they will probably try to get the law involved, the law will probably be required to take their side, even though if the law had been doing what it was supposed to be doing, the thing, the situation wouldn't be happening in the first place. But it turns out that the law, the police are put into this provocation, this mid-level violence trap, this dilemma as well, because if they march out into the street and tell them they can't protest and they're going to throw a giant fit, they might escalate, or they might actually just start trying to file civil rights uh, or First Amendment lawsuits. They may scream and cry. They may put up a big fight. If you get out of your car and try to drag one of them out of the street, as we sometimes see for like kind of the sit-in demonstrations sitting across the highway, you will very quickly find that... Um, that you know you are the one now who has initiated contact with somebody, therefore you are the person who did it. The entire thing with Drag Queen Story Hour is a mid-level provocation. I've told you about this. If you just give in, they're grooming your kids. They're demoralizing you. They're not just doing, you know, a preparatory introduction and in, in their own words, a preparatory introduction to alternate modes of kinship and queer ways of living to your children. Um, they are also getting you to give in and accept that another adult man dressed as a woman can do this to your children and that the authorities at say the school or the city or the county that are allowing it and protecting it, you gain the perception that they're complicit, that they're against you, that they're corrupt, that they're a failure, that they can't do, not just won't, but can't do their job. We saw this with the Trump trap through Antifa in 2020 on a grand scale. They rioted and carried on. And if Trump called in the National Guard, as he maybe should have done, it would have, if even these governors would have allowed him to, it would have been immediately framed that Trump was sending in the military against American citizens. And this is the game that they play. But with the drag queens, if you react, you're going to give them drag Floyd. Eventually, somebody's going to do violence to a drag queen if they're not smarter than that and don't do it. 
violence will come to a drag queen and they're going to frame it out that the rising anti-LGBTQ hate has reached violent proportions. The violence has been telegraphed through stochastic terrorism online by characters like Libs of TikTok and Matt Walsh and myself. Up to this point, Marjorie Taylor Greene, whoever else, it's been it's been telegraphed. We've known it's coming. Nobody's done anything. We need to do something. And Elon Musk facilitated it all by letting these people back onto Twitter, blah, 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 blah. And they're going to uh, advance the ball. But the, the, the drag queen and the escalation of what the drag queens are doing in front of children is that mid-level violence provocation. In fact, it's a series of escalating provocations. Again, this is an unconventional warfare tactic they are waging on you. And you may not know that you're at war. So we could come up with a billion examples, but you know the choices that you are given in a mid-level violence provocation is to cave in and thus demoralize yourself and or allow them to get away with what they're doing, which might be grooming children, it might be dismantling the police, it might be a lot of things, it might be burning down a city in 2020 or again maybe later. Or you get to overreact, in which case they will use their considerable resources, particularly in the media and in activist groups and cadres to come out and frame you as a horrific bad guy that must be responded to with increases in state or whatever power to control you. So, of course, we see this in, in, in the whole deal with DEI training, for example. White fragility is kind of the poster child, Robin DeAngelo's concept of white fragility. They accuse you of being racist. That's a mid-level violence provocation. They accuse you of being racist, and either you accept that, and you cuck yourself, and you come out and you say, I'm a racist, and I'm so sorry, and here's all the bad things I did. You demoralize yourself. You you are struggled in the Maoist sense of a struggle session into accepting the accusation, taking it in and engaging not just in the acceptance of their criticism, but in self-criticism, and thus thought reform, aka brainwashing on yourself, or if you reject it, you're exhibiting white fragility, and in fact, you're racist. You're worse. You're even worse than you thought you were. You are proving this, which again, by accusing you of white fragility is another. That's very galling, by the way. And to put somebody in what's what's known as a Kafka trap, uh, a place where you, refusing to admit guilt proves guilt, by putting you into this situation... It's another, pro they finish their one mid-level provocation with an escalating provocation. You're racist. You either accept it or you overreact. If you react in any way whatsoever, say you try to pick a mid-level response, what you end up doing is getting accused of white fragility, which is an even more provoking thing because you now know that you're cornered, that you're trapped, that this is fake, that this is bogus. And if you get angry you are a racist who's angry and you're mad about your loss of privilege and you have white rage and all these things. And we're going to have to have a stand down in the military. The next thing you know, you see how this works. So this is a mid-level violence provocation. The only way you can beat a mid-level violence provocation is to point out the dynamic of a mid-level violence provocation. Any reaction that you give, any reaction that you give, remember beautiful trouble, your target's reaction is is your real action. Their activism is designed to make you either give in and demoralize yourself and let them get away with it, which might include grooming your children or marching through your institution with DEI crap, or you're going to overreact, at least in the way they'll make it be perceived in the social circumstances or professional circumstances that you find or legal circumstances that you find yourself in. 
And the only way you can circumvent this is to actually catch it and point out that this is what they're doing. You cannot react, but you cannot not react. So you're trapped. That's the horns of your dilemma in a mid-level violence provocation. The only solution is to capture it, frame it, and expose it as exactly what it is, which is a mid-level violence sort of passive-aggressive provocation meant to achieve one of these two outcomes. That is what must be done. Identifying the drag Floyd phenomenon revealed the second horn of that dilemma, pointed out the full prospect of the dynamic of drag queen story hour, and escaped the so-called dialectical maneuver that they were attempting to do with it. Now, they may still achieve drag Floyd, if we're going to keep talking about that. They may still achieve it, but its impact will be far less than it would have been had we not identified and named the dynamic and got it to meme out. This is what you have to do to defeat mid-level violence. What you have to do when it's, I'm not touching you, I'm not touching you, I'm not touching you, is you have to point out, you're not touching me at all. That's correct, but you're provoking me. And if you can convince people that you're that this provocation is happening, you've reset the framing now to where you're going to be justified to react if the provocation continues. The law is going to be justified to get involved if the provocation continues in order to stop further harm. And the provocateur causing it gets exposed as a provocateur, which becomes your goal. This is impossible unless you understand the dynamic. And it's impossible to understand the dynamic unless you study it. Remember, this is an unconventional warfare tactic designed to make you destroy yourself by one means or another, giving in or overreacting. And they will use that, like we, like they said, your real action is your target's reaction against you. Uh, so mid-level violence or provocation uh, is, is a key concept to understanding woke manipulation and woke activism. <laughs>